We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to the Coachable Podcast, the go-to place for personal and spiritual development because around here, we believe that life is the ultimate training ground for finding out what you are truly made of. I'm your host, Tori Gordon, high-performance coach and breathwork facilitator, and each week I share intimate conversations and inspirational stories from some of the world's most successful people. It's time to stop standing on the sidelines of your life and get your head and your heart in the game. So take a seat, grab a pen, because you're going to want to take notes as we pull back the curtain on the tools, resources, and inspiration you need to unlock your inner champion. Rob, I'm so excited to have this conversation with you. We've, we have jumped through some hoops to make it happen, but here we are and it's it's actually happening. So thank you for taking time and being patient with all of the unexpected things that can pop up in business and try to like, try to prevent us from, yeah, derail us from the plan. Uh, Here we are. And so thanks for, thanks for being here. Well, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on your show. Let me tell you, this is one of the best podcasts in the business right here. Okay. For those of you who are listening, like I told you prior to us getting started, truly you're, you're doing an amazing work. The amount of people that you're helping, some of the guests that you've had on recently, it's even helped me. Right. So, um, I just want to say kudos to you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I know that this conversation will be just as valuable for the listeners because you have a powerful story and testimony that I want to dive into and Part of that is around how you've managed to make some really big choices in your life that has ultimately changed the trajectory of where you have gone and where you've ended up and how you've been able to navigate the roadblocks and adversity that shows up along the way, similar to what we experienced this morning, just trying to make this conversation happen. Oftentimes there are things that are unexpected. Take us back and give us a little insight into who you are and what you do and how, um, you know, how we ended up getting together in the first place. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, at the core, I believe that I am who God says I am, which is loved, justified, chosen, special, right? Um, I believe each and every one of us has a unique purpose. We each have a unique journey. Um, nobody's story is better than anyone else's, but we all had that journey that we're going through life and we can do this together, right? And I would not be where I am had it not been for my amazing wife, Evelina, 14 plus years, or different mentors or coaches like, like we have, right? Even though we're coaches, 
we're high performers, we have coaches and mentors. Um, so just kind of a long story short, um, on the outside, I went from being a high school dropout, um, living homeless with my mom from motel to motel or anywhere we could lay, lay our head, uh, feeling like I had no purpose, no sense of direction in my life at 19, 20 years old to becoming one of the top sales reps in the country for multiple Fortune 500 companies. I went on to go into sales management as a regional sales manager for one of the largest media radio companies in the, in the U.S., and I managed two markets for them in Baltimore and Philly, managed a team of you know, about 25 people to leaving that you know, very cushiony six-figure salary corporate job to launching my own digital marketing agency six years ago and becoming a full-time entrepreneur. Um, I'm also a father and a husband. Uh, I'm a man of faith, and I have a pretty cool new uh, kid in the family, a dog that I was showing yeah. you in the pre- <laughs> in the free talk. So that's a little bit about me, but that's that's part of my journey. There's a lot of layers to it, but um, that's what has really ultimately got me to where I am today. Mm-hmm. I love that you said, you know, everybody's on a journey, and and there's no right or wrong or better than somebody else's, and it's uniquely been what you've needed to experience to get to this point take us through that that kind of process of you know going from being homeless to experiencing a lot of success how does one just do that in general because that's a a really big shift probably not just a external uh, you know external one but also an internal one what what happened there Well, seeing, you know, my father on drugs most of my life um, and then seeing my mom struggle as technically a single mom, um, it really gave me a lot of drive. Like, like I think more than most people have. Right. Um, Where I said, I don't want to be like this guy. I don't want to live this life, you know. And I told my mom early on, I was like, look, I'm I'm going to the NBA. Uh, I'm going to graduate college. I'm going to do whatever I can do. And then life hit me. Right. So I tore my ACL playing basketball in high school. My grandmother, who took me in for a period of time, passed away all at the same time. So when you talk about a perfect storm, I fell into like this really bad depression. Um, But I was able to work my way out of it. When you talk about process, oh man, I want to share this with your listeners today. You have to get your focus off yourself. So one of my breakthrough moments was when a buddy of mine who I played high school ball with, he's a little bit older, pulled up to that one room studio apartment I was living in at the time, sleeping on the floor. My dad smoking crack in the bathroom and he pulled up in his C-class Benz, his three-piece suit. And I'm like, dude, what are you doing now? And he's like, oh, you know, I work at uh, MBNA. Uh, I'm in sales and I'm a youth pastor. And I'm like, dude, you're killing the game. Like, congrats. And he told me, looked at me that day and he said, Rob, I just want to share this with you. He said, there's greatness on the inside of you, man. Like God wants to use you. And like, I know this is your situation right now, but he asked me to come work with him in youth ministry. And I just started serving. So that's where I'm going with this. That when you get your focus off of yourself, I started serving. I didn't have a fancy tie, a suit to wear. I probably had three pair of jeans to my name. But when I got my focus off my situation and my problems and my, you know, issues, and I put my focus on serving and helping other people, like that was a key breakthrough moment for me. Mm, That's huge because... 
for anybody in a challenging situation or who has every reason to feel like you have a reason to be down or that they're, you know, the cards are stacked against you or that you've got the short end of the stick and why me mentality. It was like this intentional shift of, instead of focusing on what I don't have or what's not going Mm -hmm. well for me, how can I start to envision what I do, like start to focus on what I do have and put a new frame around my experience and start to live with expectation and intention instead of thinking about all the things, all the reasons that I have to be pissed off at the world. Right. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That, that victim mentality, one of the things I share with people is you have to have a victor mentality instead of a victim mentality. And the way that victor mentality is developed is by getting some small wins, by doing, taking some baby steps in the right direction, right? So for me, it was volunteering my time, working with children, that it, it brought a sense of fulfillment and joy that I'd never experienced in my life. And that was a win for me. My next win was I got my first job in corporate America and I got promoted three months on the job, right? I was only making $25,000 a a year. And what blows my mind is like, I do deals for more than that now. You know what I mean? Like, like, and, and so it is mind blowing. Like I'm in awe really of just like, sometimes I look at my life and I'm like, this is really my life. Like, wow, God, you're amazing. But I want people to know that it didn't, it didn't just happen. It wasn't like, I got in a, a time machine and fast forward, uh, boom, you know, I was there. It was those small wins, taking those small steps. Another thing that I do, um, I call it, I call it, uh, well, I got this from somebody, the most important hour, right? So my, my first hour of my day, he calls it the most important hour. I call it my 30 for 30, 30, okay. 30. I spend 30 minutes in devotion. You would say meditation, which is great. I don't knock anybody's, you know, thing. For me, it's I read my Bible and I pray and I walk with my dog, right? And that's how I start my day. And then I go into the gym for at least 30 to 45 minutes. So it's things like that that I've established in my life, Tori, that have allowed me to continue to be on this upward trajectory that your listeners, that people that we're connected to, our clients, you know, our friends, they can apply to their yeah. life. It's not rocket science. You know, it's it's simple things that you can apply to your life and habits that you can create that can help, you know, put you on the right track. Yeah, a couple of things I'm hearing from you is if people want to make a shift in their life, they got to change what they're focusing on about how yes. I don't have a purpose. Things aren't going well for me. I have every excuse to what do I want? How do I want to feel? How do mm. I want to show up? What, yes. what do I want my life to look like? Because that focus generates feelings. Cause you started to say, I started to feel fulfilled. I started to feel like there was more to life. Like it was bringing me joy. Like I'd never experienced before. And then you start to take different action in your life. You start to say yes to these new opportunities that, that come your way. When somebody invites you to, to do something you've never done before, there's this courage that maybe you didn't have to, to finally go and, and participate and you're becoming this active participant in your own life and your own success. Absolutely. And then this other piece is like just these basic fundamental principles of what are things day to day that I can do to help me focus that attention and my intention on where I want it to go. And whether it's an hour or 30 minutes of prayer and meditation or, or connecting to, to nature and getting out and just being in stillness, whatever that is for people, it's saying, I'm going to begin my day 
intentionally putting my awareness and focus on what I want and how I want to show up as opposed to just immediately going into reactivity and having to just, yes. you know, deal with whatever life brings me. So I love that. I love that. So take us through your, your starting to be promoted in the corporate world, obviously getting a taste mm -hmm. of success. And when you start to do that, people can go in a lot of different directions with this right. newfound, you know, mojo or, or like whatever it is. They're like, Oh, this, this mm -hmm. feels good. How did you like, was there a time where you started to think that maybe the money was the thing that was making you feel that way? Or did you always just have this clear vision that, that it was about a bigger purpose? Wow. That's a great question. 100%. I, I have put a lot of thought into like the money and the, the performance became like my identity for me. Um, so it was proving everybody wrong was a driver. It was, I didn't want to be like my dad was a driver. It was, I never want to experience that level of poverty ever again was a driver. And then once I got it, like there was something missing mm -hmm. and I was like, what the heck is going on? Like I got the big house. I got the paid for cars. Like why is there still like a, a, a void? And what I realized that it, it ultimately comes down to like your purpose, why you're put on the planet. Yeah. And if you're not doing that thing that God put you on this planet to do, it's going to feel like something is missing. So for me, I had to shift like my man, uh, Anthony trucks, who you had on recently, uh, shared in his book, I had to truly shift my identity from being in my purpose. I mean, in my performance to being in my purpose and like, okay, why am I really here? Who can I continue to help? Who can I continue to impact and get my focus off the money, mm -hmm. the stuff and, and how I was performing to, to get it. So I mean, that was my experience too. And I think likely this is part of the process for people. Mm -hmm. I think early on, we have this idea that we've bought into this lie that those things are going to bring us fulfillment and happiness and, yes. and freedom from the life we had been living. Right. And <laughs> so that's what we find ourselves chasing and working for and striving for only to get them to recognize that they could never fulfill us, that there's still the void, as you say. And, and you, you find yourself asking the question, if not this, then what? Right. Right. If it's not this girl, it's got, oh, maybe it's, it's the next girl or maybe it's the next paycheck or maybe it's the next car, the next. And that was my story, too, of just jumping from career to career, relationship to relationship, mm -hmm. thinking it was out there somewhere. Right. And it wasn't until I had done enough of that to think, OK, I can spend my entire life chasing something never to, to reach it. So where else can I go to find that thing? Because any goal or anything we're striving for is we're really looking for a feeling, right? It's like, mm -hmm. what's that money going to give you? I'm going to feel like I'm valuable. I'm going to feel free. I'm going to feel, you know, successful. I'm going to feel valued. It's so how can I start to to find that within myself. And that's where you, you start to, to walk the spiritual path, whether you know it or yes. not. Right. 100%. Um, so for me, uh, my faith is like the foundation for my life. Right. Um, that's why I have the podcast faith on love fire. Yeah, <laughs> and, and for me with like, 
I don't knock anyone's belief. Like, I, I love all people. I believe God is love, right? So if we just spread more joy and kindness and love in the world, it'd be a so much better place. But like, you have to have that spirituality and you have to have that faith, whatever your faith is, as that foundation. Mm-hmm. Like, that is the foundation. That's the cornerstone. And then you build the framework on top of that of yeah. your life, right? Um, so for me, it's this, this process that I teach called the build your bridge method, right? So if you think of your life, uh, you think about where you are today, right? Like you currently reside in, is it, is it in Atlanta? Yes. That's what I thought, right? Okay. I'm in Maryland right outside of DC. Okay. okay. But if I say I want to move to San Diego, California, which I love San yes. Diego, visited uh, for my daughter's 10th birthday, went to Coronado Island. I was like blown away with San yeah, Diego. I lived, like, I so love I lived there for, for a little while. <laughs> Did you? It's, it's a really ah, place. I'm jealous. I'm jealous that you've already, you know, Great. But, but my point being is if we say right now, like, okay, we're moving to San Diego, we have the destination in mind, but there's a huge gap between Maryland and San Diego. It's about 3000 miles, right? So there's some things that we have to begin to do in our life to get to where we want to go. Right. So I'm going to have to start packing some boxes. I'm going to start have to looking for a gig or to relocate my company out to San Diego. So the way that I want people to look at their life is if you're in a place right now and you dislike where you are. Maybe you hate your nine to five. Maybe you're unhappy with the person you've quote unquote become. The real you is deep on the inside of you. The real you is already there. You just got to bring him out. You got to bring her out. So the way that I teach people is to build a bridge. Like a bridge is a connector from where you are to where you want to be. That person, that best version of yourself, that destination. So one of the things that's vitally important, I'm looking over on my whiteboard. I got a big whiteboard in my office. Um, The first pillar I teach is vision. Vision is vital. If you don't have vision, if you can't see it, you can't believe it, it's not possible. The Bible right? says where there so, is no vision, the people perish. Correct. Yeah. Look at you. Oh, oh, you there's a whole other part of my life. I was going to go into ministry. I, I feel like I do a lot of ministry yeah. now. I feel like I do ministry You do. Now. You do. But yes. Uh, that's you, a, that's a whole, your business is a yeah, ministry. I agree. Absolutely. You're doing a great job coaching people. But but really, it starts with vision. So when I was that guy sleeping on the floor at 19, yep. right, off of pillows from a pullout couch, I saw myself. When I met my wife, I told her, I said, I'm going to make six figures before I'm 25. And my wife is going to be a stay-at-home mom with our daughter. And what do you think happened? Yes. Do you make that happen? This house that we live in. This house we live in sat on my vision board for five or six years. We were in a townhome in Howard County, Maryland. It sat on our vision board. We now live in the house. You know, we, you have to have a picture of where you want to go. So that vision and then that belief that you and Anthony talked about is so vital. I say that you should believe and expect for the ridiculous in life. Like that's my motto. Believe for the freaking ridiculous. Because why would you want to believe for anything less yeah. than something amazing? So, all right, I can go all I day. I love that. Well, I just want to I want to read something that I think is relevant to what you just said. And this it's from uh, a book that I read. I read about once a year and it's called A Return to Love and it's it's all about this idea of <clears throat> releasing fear in every area and and coming home to truth and love. And <clears throat> it says we are we are heir to the laws that govern the world that we believe in. 
If we think of ourselves as beings of this world, then the laws of scarcity and death which rule this world will rule us. If we think of ourselves as children of God, whose real home lies in a realm of awareness beyond this world, then we will find that we are under no laws but God's. Our self-perception determines our behavior. If we think we're small and limited, inadequate creatures, then we tend to behave that way, and the energy we radiate reflects those thoughts no matter what we do. If we think we are magnificent creatures within with an infinite abundance of love and power to give, then we tend to behave that way. Once again, the energy around us reflects our state of awareness. And so it's like, again, it's that shift from me to, of, I am just this mind and body and what's happened to me. And I'm the sum of all the, the, the hardest things that I've ever gone through to No, I am, I have a spirit that is beyond all of this. And that gives me the permission to live outside yes. of the, these laws that govern here, which allows the impossible to be possible, which allows me to 100%. think bigger than than most of the people I grow up with. It will tell me I'm dumb that says, oh, you'll never live in that house, like keep dreaming, come back down to reality. And you yes. start to see people consciously create things in their lives that you never thought. And, and a lot of people say that's miracle or that's good luck or that's da, da, da. I, I don't believe that that's luck at all. I think that's the, you know, the power of vision and intention mm-hmm. and consciously moving in a direction that, um, you know, you, you want to go knowing that, that those things are possible, but you have to dare to, to believe that. Right. Yes. And that's why I say belief for the ridiculous, because ridiculous is like a really (laughs) cool Mm -hmm. word. When you think about ridiculous, it's where you believe something to the point where people ridicule you and laugh at you. Like, or they say, okay, Tori says, I'm going to accomplish this. You tell your family and your friends, I'm going to do this. And they say, Tori, like, come on, you're not, you're not good enough for that. Seriously. You never finish anything that you start. Like you're going to, you're going to move to San Diego from Maryland. You're going to see, that's what a lot of people do. That's what a lot of people have heard. Some people have that self-talk that's telling them that because their, their parents or their uncle or their cousin told them that. So you have to get to a point where you're willing to believe beyond what you think is possible. And when you have that spiritual component, when you have that faith as your foundation, you're willing to believe, knowing that if you do the natural component, God will put his super on your natural. Exactly. So for those listening and tracking on how to create your own bridge in your life out of, out of the experience you might, and you might be like, I'm in hell right now. Like the experience I'm living in is hell, (laughs) right? And there's a quote I love, like fear in your mind creates fear in your life that's the meaning or, or no lo- mm. love in your life produces love in your mind produces love in your life that's the meaning of heaven fear in your mind produces fear in your life that's the meaning of hell and i'm like there are a lot of people living in their own collective hells right now that are like yes i was yeah, there and me too that's just I was there. bound up by limitation and scarcity and lack and i can'ts and what mm. ifs and all of that and so those listening we're, we're building this bridge out of that and into you know this the experience that you want to your ideal reality and it starts with vision and then you have to was the second component remind me the second component there is belief believe belief believe for the okay. ridiculous like believe beyond what you think is possible okay. love that in your own mind your own intellect so maybe start to create that vision board and start to believe that that's yeah. actually possible for you to yes have. what and then number three i'll give them yeah. one more um you have to build on the right foundation mm-hmm 
right? So when you start a business, a lot of people just jump into it. They, they got the side hustle thing. They got no systems, no network, yeah. right? <laughs> and then they start selling a product or a service and then their reputation is ruined because they're, they're not producing quality, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I learned early on in my business, because I'm a great salesperson, one of the best salespeople you ever meet in your life, um, you know, Grant Cardone would, would probably uh, <laughs> challenge me a little bit on that. But, but I know who I am, right? I'm, I'm confident in that. But I was the type of guy like I'm not like a lot of your clients are like, let me just go out here and just do what I do. Like, let me sell. Let me just, you know, do this thing, but not slowing down enough to pause to build on the right foundation, whether it's your life or your business. There's some foundational things like you teach in your course, in your coaching program that you have to get established so that you can continue to be elevated, because the reality is sometimes your talent will take you to places that your character cannot keep you. So if you don't have those foundational things in place and your talent or your skill gets you to a certain place, then most of those people fall hard because they didn't have that foundation in place. Yes. Yes. I love this. I have um, a seminar I call. It's our my first seminar in a series of, of trainings I do call the foundation. And that's where we start. I heard it. I heard the commercial. And when yeah. yeah, I because love that. I completely agree with you. And unless we have that, it doesn't matter if you have the blueprint. It doesn't matter if you have the tactics, if you have the strategies, if you work with the mm-hmm. best coaches or the whoever in the world, because right. you can't, your own mindset, your own belief system will sabotage that you won't be able to take the action and sustain it because it's coming from a place of of um fear likely that if i don't do this Mm -hmm. then something bad will happen or then you know people are going to judge me or whatever because the next version of you or the next level is always going to require you know the the death of the old one, which is the death of the beliefs that that got Uh, you there. And all the things in our life that we are currently experiencing is a result of what we believe. And so there has to be this, like this excavation and this clearing out of what doesn't serve in order to, to, to seed and to plant, to plant the, like the seeds of belief that we actually want. Oh, this is so good. Yeah, because. Tori, I call it a renovation of your mind, the renovation of your thinking. Yeah. There's some, when you renovate something, you got to rip out some of that, them old mm-hmm. beliefs, some of that old way of thinking, some of that old way of doing so that you can ultimately be that, that best version of yourself. And like one of my mentors in my head says, and my let, so you can max mm-hmm. out so you can be that person. Um, so I love this. This is an awesome conversation. I'm really, really enjoying yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, it's all about and it, take it back to the biblical principle of like where you sow your seed is what you're going to reap. Mm-hmm. You know, if you sow it on rocky yes. ground, it's not going to take hold. If you if you set it in soil and you water it in the environment that you place it in, then that's different. It's like the environment that you place your belief or your hope or your desire and your dreams. And then what, like who's around you, who's fertilizing that, what are you fertilizing it with is going to determine how that grows. I really hope that people are leaning into this conversation because what you just said is so, so spot on. Um, There's another story, another parable um, that talks about how a man who builds his house on a rock, right? The winds will fall 
the the wind will blow, but it will stand even when adversity comes. But the man who builds his house on the sand, <laughs> when the rain comes, when the flood, when the when the water hits, it's like that house is going to fall every time. So the question for the listeners today is like, what are you building on, right? Are you building that bridge that has that solid foundation? Are you um, are you working with a coach? Do you have a mentor? Are you uh, writing the business plan and putting the systems in place maybe even before you need them? Like that's the stuff that you have to think about in life and business that will really help you get to that next yeah, level. I completely agree. Um, what what if anything like do you want people to take away if they're they're trying to create this new reality for themselves that is either something you do or you did when you were in that season that helped you to to get to a point where you felt like you did have a solid foundation and that you were building from there instead of just trying to grasp at straws yeah yeah can i be really transparent for a moment I mean, I wouldn't be anything yes. else, but I just, I, would, I, I just want to like yes. shoot. Yeah. Um, just six months ago, I was reliving the trauma of my mother passing away two years ago. And what I realized is that I had built all this stuff and like I had got to this place, but I was still kind of leaning back to that old Rob, that old way of thinking of like, I have to outperform everyone and I have to be successful and my identity is my performance. And that's why I really love that episode you did with, with Carrie on pain is, is a yeah. teacher, right? And so for me, that, that pain that I was reliving all over again um, and the stress also that I was experiencing in my business for the first time really caused me to evaluate, okay, one, Am I flowing in my true purpose and assignment? Like why I've been put on this planet, right? And what pivots do I need to make? What changes do I need to make in my life, in my thought processes? But what I would say, there were times, Tori, when I felt like a walking zombie. Your mom dies suddenly, unexpectedly at 57 years old. She was, she had a huge part of my heart. Like it was my mom, my wife, and my daughter, Victoria, right? Those are, th those are my girls. Okay. Like I would, I would do anything for them. So when that happened, it was like life threw me a blow, like an unexpected, like it was like, I got hit with, with a right hook by Mike Tyson. That's how it felt. So not dealing with that pain, but masking the pain with performance and, and drive and success and the how the new house and all that. Um, it worked for a period of time, right? And then I hit this freaking rock bottom. Like I fell in this valley in this pit and I'm like, I got to get the heck out. And to answer your question, the biggest things I got out, see, it was, it was like that same pit I was in when I was 19. It was like, I went back in the pit, right? And I had to realize, okay, first of all, how did I get in the pit the first time? Yeah. Right. What were some of the things I did then? And then how do I stay out of this yeah. pit? Because <laughs> I don't I don't ever want to be here again. So there's some people listening right now that you may feel like you're in a valley or that you're in a pit. There's a couple key things that I really want you to hear my heart in. One, the importance of prayer, like prayer works. Whoever you pray to prayer and 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 worshiping God and getting your focus off of yourself is so vitally important. So that was an important thing for me. Prayer. My wife was praying for me. She was encouraging me. Number two, your inner circle. You have to get people around you that support you, that love you, that care about you. I hired a therapist. 
I still see her to today. I don't even feel like I need her anymore, but I'm still seeing her because I got to keep that foundation strong, right? You get around people like you, you hang out with people that have your answer and you stick with them. And that's your inner circle. Those are the people, your best friend, your spouse. So that inner circle was really important for me because when I didn't feel like waking up and getting out of the bed, when I was sitting in my office and I couldn't really think with clarity, my wife periodically would come in and say, honey, get yourself together. Like, let me talk to you. Like, remember who you are. Remember the man that you are. Like, you are amazing. So hearing those things really, really helped me. Those are just a couple of things that, that come to mind. Oh, last thing that I'll give you is keep doing the small things that helped you get on top. In life, there are peaks and valleys, right? Sometimes you feel like you're on the mountain. Sometimes you feel like you're in this valley or this pit, but you have to fight to get out of the valley and you you fight by doing the things that got you to the top before. If you abandon everything you've been taught from your coach, or you abandon everything that you've been taught from your parents that was good, or you abandon all those habits that helped you to sustain that level of success or that person that you are on the inside, then you're only going to continue to fall. So for me, it was working out when I didn't feel like it, reading my Bible when I didn't feel like it, calling my clients and checking in on them when I didn't feel like it. And that eventually, even when it didn't look like it, I was able to break through and now I'm back on top. What you're describing is what I call like the fundamentals and coachable, you know, at coachable you, we talk about, you know, the most successful people, in any area, whether it's sports or entrepreneur, you know, in business, they pros do the basics better. The basics yes. that are, yeah, working out, taking care of yourself, your prayer, your meditation, your like hydration, whatever it is, like for you, your journaling, your self reflection, your team, like your your circle, hanging out with those people intentionally. Because as soon as you get spiritually arrogant. And you start to think, oh, I'm be- I don't need that as much. Then right. life will quickly remind you. <laughs> it's like, I don't need to, yes, pra- it's, like, yes. it's, it's like, you know, say LeBron James saying, oh, it's, I'm better than everybody. I don't need to practice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you don't use it, you will lose it. Like, it's like, if you don't go to the gym anymore, you're going to lose that muscle mass that you've been working so hard for. It's, it's a continuation. And I think the thing that people will find if, if they're on this path long enough is the peaks and valleys. Sure that they, they happen because there are things that happen unexpectedly, like, like your mom and like a lot of the things I've experienced too. It's like that uncertainty comes in and those are the winds that mm-hmm. blow, right? Those are the winds that blow right. the house. But as soon, you know, you can, stay prepared for those things based on uh, buying in and and loving the process of like, this is how I show up these daily habits. It's not, it's not a negotiable Tony Robbins says, you know, when he gets up in the morning and he does a cold plunge in his ice bath or whatever, he's like, (laughs) I I don't negotiate with myself. I like, I don't have this conversation with my mind. That's like, Oh no, let's not do it today. He's like, no, you, Mm -hmm. I didn't ask your opinion. Like I'm not here to negotiate. This is what we're doing because we know it develops our character and it keeps us sharp and it keeps us prepared. And Tori, that's, well, first let me say this just on a, on a softer note. I tried the cold plunge like six months ago. My daughter has a video of me getting in almost crying like a little girl. Like I'm like, ah, I don't know if I can do this, but, uh, so I don't know how he does it. Um, but I, I do want to say that I need people to know that in a lot of cases it's life or death. That negotiation 
and you making it a non-negotiable and cutting off some decisions and saying, this is my decision. This is my commitment. It could be life or death for you because when my mom passed, I remember um, I was on my way to a dinner at the Four Seasons Hotel in Baltimore, driving down Pratt Street. I get the call and uh, it felt like I was in the matrix, like everything stopped. Like even though I was driving, it didn't feel real. It was like in slow motion. And I pull up to the hotel and eventually somehow I make it up the elevator. I don't know how, like tears rolling down my eyes and with my wife, with another couple. And thank God I went because my inner circle was there. Right. So like my, on the inside, I I knew I had to still go and I get to the top and I'm with this other gentleman. I said, man, I need some air. And I go to walk out on the balcony and I'm sitting there on the like 29th floor of the four seasons and I'm overlooking the, the city of Baltimore and Tori, I hear this voice say, why don't you just jump and end it all? Just jump, jump. It'll all be over. The pain, the, what you feel right now, the emotion. And it wasn't me. That wasn't my voice. Cause I would never tell myself that. Right. But I want people to know that oftentimes like that was a decision that I had to make. And it was already made up in my mind that I would never do that. Like I, I, I go to the end of a thing and I think about everything that could happen sometimes when I make a decision, but imagine if I did. Right. And so even though mine was an extreme, I want people to know that a lot of your decisions are life or death. Like they may not seem it, but you have to make the right decision because there's other people that are attached to your decisions. There's other people that need you to be the best version of you. Well, and it's, you had connected with something bigger to live for. Mm. Right. There was, you had yeah. a deeper purpose to keep on fighting the good fight, if you will, because there are a lot of us in a fight all the time with that yes. every single morning and we're in a fight with our alarm. But you're right. Yeah. It's like what are we fighting for? What are we hungry for? Like what's worth giving like continuing to face mm-hmm. like the things that right. you were facing in the midst of all that pain and where it's like this mm-hmm. is there's always any like the easy door out like the easy access a lot of us always want to have that back door in case it's like oh it's too overwhelming I can just escape you know what I mean and for you there was like that moment it's like here's the back door if you just want to if you want to take it and it takes courage to stay in it it takes courage Mm. like to stay with that discomfort and allow it to, even if it feels like it's flooding you right now, but not to just escape it. And and that's where the refinement happens. Like that's where we're in the fire. If you faith on fire and we find out there's somebody else in the fire with us, right. That that we're not the only one and that there's like, we can make it to, to the other side and it's a process, but Mm -hmm. if you know, that's why I think community is so critical too, because if you feel like you're the only one, yeah, I get why people make those choices because it's like, I don't, Mm. I don't see the way through this, this pain. And I think that's the power of what you and I do. And what I deeply feel is my purpose in life is to, to bring, love to to the world to bring healing through the power of love and what it and sometimes that means like hey like let's just go 
let's just go take a walk and hey let's go get a breath of fresh air but you're not gonna do it alone right. you know what I mean I'll be there with you yes yes so, yeah, I mean I love that it takes courage wow. to stay in it yeah and, and that's why I really love that conversation with you had with Carrie and she made the statement that um something to the fact of pain was like a beautiful opportunity or something she used a, a phrase where she was talking about how oftentimes that pain, it's a gift. That's what she said. Oh man, that blew me away. That again, I wouldn't wish what I went through on anyone, but I used it. I changed my perspective and the way I looked at it and my paradigm and understanding that one, like my mom's name was grace, right? Which is on my wall. And it's the exercise of love. It's kindness, it's mercy, it's favor. It's a disposition to benefit or serve someone else. Like, that grace, you know, I want to continue to be that grace in the world, like extend that grace to other people and to show that love and that kindness and to let them know that, look, if Tori made it through what she made it through, if, if Rob Dawson made it through what he made it through, like you too can make it through to the other side and be and live the extraordinary life, live the abundant life and, and then give back to someone else that needs to hear your story, your testimony, yeah. your struggles, yeah. right? And I, th I think that's why um, the challenge with social media is so many people, you know, show their highlights. And then a lot of people are comparing their highlights, their weaknesses and their life that they feel like sucks to everybody else's highlights. When it's like, that's not even their real life. They're not even showing you the, the whole picture, you know. So I think it's important for people to put keep things in the right perspective and keep moving forward. I, you know, keep making I progress. Agree. And I have a saying, you know, pain is... <laughs> The problem is with pain is not that it's painful. The problem with pain is that we think it's the enemy. Pain isn't our enemy. Not learning the lesson is. Not right. learning the lesson that the pain is there to teach us something. And it, the pain that we feel from a loss, you know, this is where fire, the fire of your faith gets activated. If I believe what I say, I believe, Hey, this is a, this is a trans transition that my mother made into the greatest, yes. greatest thing she'll ever, ex ever experience. Come on. Right? You, you are preaching good. I don't know. Have you? <laughs> I mean, so yeah, I can get on, I can get on. From life to life. No, she truly, she truly went from life so to life. If I, stay I, don't, in the, I, don't, if I hold on to, it's my personal pain. Cause I'm, I'm hurting from this loss, but I can rejoice mm -hmm. and I can find peace in actually the most loving thing I can do is allow her to be at peace. And despite the, let me grieve. I will grieve and the process of grief is its yes. own thing. And I can have the dignity of my process, but that's where it's like, do I really believe what I say? I believe. Cause if, if I do after that warm wash of initial grief comes over you and you can recognize there's often like, so much beauty in those moments. It's like the, the death and the rebirth. It's, it's every day somebody's dying at the same time their baby's being born. It's like the, the endings and beginnings, the, the polarity that we, we live in, we can only experience that pain because we've known great love, right? And mm -hmm. so I can be with all of it at the same time. And yes. that's the beauty of the human experience in, in my perspective. I agree. Yeah. 
you got to enjoy the journey, like, and everything that comes with it, right? And make the most of every challenge, every tribulation, every opportunity. Like, that's what life yeah. is about, you know? And, um, wow. That. Building, oh, this has been building so good. bridges and, and embracing, yeah. you know, the, the process and being where you are in the moment, you know, not always trying to be somewhere else. Sometimes you just need to be where you're at right now. And, and I love that. So Rob, thank you for coming on and having this conversation. Where can people get more of you if they want to stay connected and know more about your work? Cause I know you're making a big pivot yeah. and, uh, uh we want to know, you know, what they can expect to see from you over the next months and weeks. Cause you're, you're making this pivot in your business and I want to know more about that. Absolutely. No, thank you. So best place to connect with me, robdawson.tv. Uh, also on Instagram, Instagram at Rob Dawson, LinkedIn. I'm a big LinkedIn guy too. Please feel free to connect me there. But the website, robdawson.tv is the best place. But yeah, make it some big pivots. I'm launching the business podcast, Build Your Bridge with Rob Dawson. You're one of my first guests. We got an amazing lineup. Let me tell you, I was, it's like nothing but heavy so hitters excited. coming out the gate because I really wanted to have the best of the best. Talk about their story and how they built their bridge and how they got from that life that they may be hated, right? Or that person they hated to becoming in, you know, where they are today. So I'm really, really excited about that. I'm also doing a lot more business coaching now. I have my marketing agency still, but I've made that pivot to really help businesses overall, whether it's sales, increasing revenue, whether it's, you know, company culture, like improving that. I'm really here just to help business owners and entrepreneurs continue to succeed. And most importantly, live a life that's, intertwined right because like we talked about if your marriage sucks if your relationship with your kids is out of whack and you got this great million dollar business like what's it all for right so a lot of things that i teach in my coaching program is like you got to have really a holistic approach to making sure that every area of your life is on top including your business. I love that. Love that. So you guys go check out robdawson.tv, get more of him and just want to honor and celebrate what you got going on, where you're at. And thank you. Uh, really excited to see all that you have coming, coming at us recently or soon. And, uh, yeah, more conversations like this and touch more. It's, absolutely. I look forward to it as well. So can't wait for our conversation. Yeah. Uh, our, our follow conversation in this, but no, thank you, Tori. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, everybody who's listening, keep listening, stay plugged in because it does matter who you hang around. It does matter who you're connected to. So stay plugged into the, the right thing, the right source. And you are definitely a source of encouragement, knowledge, wealth, of wisdom. And I know it's helping a lot of people. You so too, my friend. keep up the great work. Thank you so much. You guys know what to do. If you found this valuable, connect with us, let us know. We would love to hear what your takeaways are and what you want to hear more of here on the coachable podcast. I love you. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you next week. Love you. Bye. See you later. Adios. Ciao. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.